0: Welcome to the Loan Hunter podcast. I am Heather Hunter Jackson, covering all things real estate and finance in the greater Sacramento area. Whether you are an industry professional, first time home buyer, or a homeowner looking to learn more, my goal of this podcast is to take the complicated language and conflicting information you find online and make it simple and easy to understand. Right, hey guys, uh, Heather here with the
1: Loan Hunter Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode today. I'm going to talk about assuming a loan, and I think this is going to be one of the next hot topics that is going to be um, circulating in the news. And uh, you know, we've already had this year some agents, uh, realtors inquiring about this, and people talking about it. But I think it's going to become an even hotter topic uh, through the end of the year and into early next year as we are really looking at these higher interest rates that we have in front of us. Right now, you know, we're sitting at about 75 crossing over 75 getting closer to that 8% mark. So I think we're going to see a lot of people trying to get creative. And let's start with what is a loan assumption. So a loan assumption would be I'm going to go sell my property and I've got a great... I mean, on my house, I've got a 2.875 rate, and I am going to sell my house, and I'm going to let the buyer assume my loan, meaning wherever my loan balance is at, they're going to take over my loan, whatever part of my 30-year term, you know, they're going to come and take over my loan, assume it, and, you know, the loan will get put into their name, and they make the payments. Now, sounds great in theory, but cannot be done with every loan. Um, conventional loans do not allow for one to assume, and so, to be honest, I think conventional loans have probably made up at least. It might be aggressive to say eighty percent of loans done over the past few years, but um, maybe as low as seventy percent. Um, so it's your government loans that are assumable, so FHA, VA, um, USDA, but. What are the logistics to assume a loan? So if if you were going to sell your house and you have, let's say, an FHA loan on the property um, and it's, you know, great interest rate of three and a half percent, the buyer of your home would have to go through your servicer and uh, go through their qualification process. And when I say servicer, it's whoever you're making the mortgage payment to they have to go through a qualification process with them to confirm that they meet the parameters to assume the loan. Now, one of the immediate issues or kind of downfalls in doing this is that as of right now, I've heard of a few being completed that have been done. um, And I've heard they have taken anywhere between three to six months to complete. So Think about it if you're selling a house and you're wanting to go out and buy another house and you're letting someone assume your loan, that's kind of really hard to time. You can't necessarily go and get in, under contract on another house, you know, with a time frame to close if you're just starting the assumption process. So that's one thing you have to consider if, as the seller, all right. So let's logistically talk through this. If you're the buyer, um, if you are going to assume a loan and Let's just say seller is selling for 600,000. They have a first loan for 400,000 that you're trying to assume. You have to bridge that gap of $200,000. So, you know, if you've got the cash to do that, great. You know, you'll easily you'll wait out whatever the time frame is of the of the assumption and you've got the cash difference. That's that's great. But if, a lot of people, I feel like, don't have the cash. Um, most people are looking to put you know, somewhere between 3 to 5% down. Um, but now the only way to bridge that gap between what it's selling for and the loan balance that's on there that you're assuming is to use a home equity line second. And so now you become subject to whatever their max combined loan-to-value options are. And I can tell you for most home equity lines that or or even a, a home second loan. I have a whole episode on those, by the way, you guys. So you know if you're questionable of what a HELOC or a HE loan is, I have a whole episode on it. Go check it out. But those usually require you to put 10% down on a purchase. So if you are someone that is gonna look to assume and again you're not a veteran and I will specifically in just a minute talk about veterans, then you need to have 10% down plus your closing cost. So That, you know, that rules out a fair amount of people that may be looking to buy your house. So you may not want to just get into the, you know, having someone assume it if you're a seller because it may knock out some of the competition of people that would be willing to buy your house. Let's talk about veterans specifically. And if you are a veteran who is going to sell your house, you have your VA loan on that property. It is an assumable loan and the person does not have to be a veteran to assume your loan. But here's what you need to consider as the veteran. If you are going to let someone assume that loan that is not a veteran, then your entitlement will be tied up on that property until they refinance that loan and pay it off. So what that means is, um, and if you're a veteran, you know some of this, you you have an entitlement amount for 100% financing. Now, Yes, there are ways for me to get a veteran to different loans at 100% financing. It just kind of depends on the amount of entitlement that was used on the, you know the loan that's in place on that property versus how much is left over. And I can figure all that out for you. But if that person defaults and goes to foreclosure on that property, you now lose your entitlement of the portion that was assigned to that loan. So yes, you may still have some entitlement left for another loan, but you will be subject to that loan going to foreclosure, being on your record, and not not your credit record, but on your VA record in terms of being able to go get additional VA financing. And when there is um, a foreclosure, there's usually an amount that you owe back to the VA if you're going to try and use the VA loan again. So I really caution you that if you are going to let someone that is not a veteran assume your mortgage, you might really want to know that person real well and know that they're financially responsible. Otherwise, you could let another veteran assume your loan and then their entitlement would be used. Your entitlement gets freed up back to you. We switch out and put their entitlement in place and then that leaves you free as a bird as if you you know, you know sold the property. So um, but they they would face the same if they're a buyer that's a veteran, they face the same issue you know, if they're selling for 600, that loans for 400, they still have to come up with that $200,000 gap difference. So um, yes, that could be done with, you know, home equity loan. um, But the home equity lender, again, is only going to go up to like usually 90%. So they still would have to have their 10% down versus having 100% financing. So I really, you know, it's going to be a great idea in theory, people are going to talk about it, how many actually come to fruition, I don't know. Um, I also feel like it might be one of those things where, yes, I said it, it could take three to six months to get done. And you could even see those turn times extend out longer if it becomes something that it becomes more of a hot topic. And then you maybe you see the turn times come, um, you know, improve because if it does become something that is, is well known, they may improve their process to cut down the timeframe, but kind of like how that happened when we started doing short sales and mortgage modifications and things like that. But you guys, it took like two to three years to (laughs) make that thing improve. So, you know, they're good to know about. I don't know that you're going to see a lot of it happening, But like I said, I know this is going to be a hot topic that's going to kind of come up in real estate circles in the media. So I want you to understand what it means to you if you're a buyer looking to assume a loan and what it means to you, the seller, if you are looking at entertaining an assumption. And again, if you have a conventional loan on your property, which most of you probably do your loan is not assumable. So if you have any questions on it, feel free to hit me up. I'm happy to answer the questions and uh, get you any information you need. All right. Thanks so much for joining me and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Lone Hunter podcast. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Also, please leave me a review, good or bad, because I like honest feedback and always like to improve. Thank you so much for sharing and see you on the next episode. The Lone Hunter podcast is brought to you by Heather Hunter, NMLS number 129963, DRE number 01402583. Empire Home Loan supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 1839243.